Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Ah, it is finally time. Welcome to Persona 3 Reload Release Day, everyone. And also, welcome to February. Yes, we're in February right now. We are right in the middle of the thick of it. And yes, it's finally here. Persona 3 Reload is finally releasing today. Finally, 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 finally. Yes. And uh, props to all you Persona users who are going to be enjoying this game. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if we'll talk about like potential sales numbers, but I think this, because of the hype and the fact this is a full-on remake alongside the success of P5R, I really think this can do multi-millions in the first few days. And, and darn better. This is <laughs> one of the game that more or less was pivotal. It darn better be. Well, I mean, no, it was pivotal. It saved the company. Yes, it, yeah, that it does save the company. Yeah. But uh, here's hoping to uh, get the good high numbers it wholeheartedly deserves. Yeah. And then hopefully with this done, we can finally get Persona Six announcement. My God, but that's. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm hoping for the Persona. No, now like, we have uh, to fight, the next Persona, Persona fighting game. If anything else, hold on. <laughs> and then we have to get the Persona Four Super Golden remake or something like. That. Uh, oh yeah, that that too, that too. Yeah, he's like, there's an order this Todd. No, there's not. Um, uh, speaking of order here, Skulkit Scott. Sorry, my eyes are a little red. I've been staring at screens all day. And the, the problem is what, exactly? Um, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy. Ah! <laughs> yeah. At least you were playing games. I had to stare at screens for work. I mean, I did have to do that, too, but, uh... <laughs> Alright, so we have a, uh, very interesting show for you all tonight, including a, a fun little main event. Uh, about what might happen later this month. Let's be honest, will happen later this month. But first, what have you been playing? Um, yes, I can finally break my NDA, but because of the length of what I want to talk about, I will go last. So, and Scott already has already talked about what he's been playing. So, Scott, please elaborate on Great Blue Fantasy. <laughs> So, if you look at the website now, there is a cool review called, uh, for a game called Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. And, uh, oh man, I have lost myself in that game a lot. It is fantastic. Music is glorious. The animations are great. The graphical fidelity is just amazing. Some of the, like, the textures they have for scales and golems and rocks and stuff is just... It's amazing. I love this game so much. It plays and runs so well. Having combat is action oriented, which makes it super addictive. Like the only thing that I would really complain about in Grand Blue Fantasy Reload is the online functionality is Relink. kind of okay, okay. bare bones. Relink. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, reloads the other thing. <laughs> I'm waiting on that one too, but that's not well, I mean, yeah. I'll get to that eventually. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's fantastic. I reviewed the PS5 version, um, and I also bought the PC version because okay, I wanted okay, to okay. have it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to bring this game with me anywhere I want to go. And I'm not getting a freaking portable. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just curious, how, how does it run in portable mode? Uh, like, you test it out on that? 
Yeah, I ran it on the raw galley and it, it runs, but it doesn't run good. <laughs> mm. It go I mean, it's weird cuz like uh, cinematics run at like a perfect 60 frames per second. Gameplay though goes from 30 to 60. Uh... And any it's somewhere between there at all times. <laughs> oh, なるほど. But it's not consistent at all. But uh I mean, I don't think they really made this for a portable experience, but it, at least it's playable. I mean, I'm fine with that as long as it doesn't like have too much of jitter, which uh, l- luckily it doesn't. It it d- when it dives down to like 45, it like stays there consistently for a bit, and then it goes to like 30 during like big open areas, and it just yeah, stays there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like when you're in more linear paths with not a lot of like effects or stuff going on, it will then go back up to 60, and it'll stay there. So it's very based on like where you're at, like what map you're in, and how, and of course what boss you're fighting. There is a lot of like really cool and like engaging boss fights in this game. And then they up the ante by then adding a lot of post-game boss that you can fight with like dragons and multiple characters you can fight that have some really cool um added basically things they they do during those fights. So there's just a lot that this game does. The story itself is only like 15 to 20 hours long. But then once you beat the story, like the game opens up to you. (laughs) Then you get more quests, you get more weapons, you get more characters, you get a lot more things to grind for, a lot more shops open up to you, like the entire appraisal system opens up, and then you get a whole new difficulty setting unlocked in case you want to go back to search for other collectibles that you missed in the story, which, by the way, is great. I love the fact that they let you have chapter select, so if you did miss a you know, a little crab because you have to catch these things called wee pincers for like side content. So you get like added stuff. There's also a, like a sigil, which are things you equip to yourself that the more crabs that you found, the stronger your character is, which is actually kind of cool. So you're saying that in this game, it's actually good to get crabs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, there's just so much in this game that I just, I love and adore about it. And I wish that they did more with the online functionality because I really wish that I could like do a story-based co-op on this. Cause mm. I wish that I could do the story mode with other people or do like story missions with other people that could help you like look for some of the things you might have missed. There's also like I, I like that you can do the quests and everything with them. And there's so there's like over 20 characters in this game with all very unique movesets. Oh. And like all of them are super like different. Like it's crazy. Even like when you have people have the same weapon, they use it completely differently. Like you begin the game with two kind of gunmen. You have one guy who's kind of like just a single person who uses a gun that basically just fires at a single person. And they have another person who uses a gun and it's just super AOE, super just like far distance. Like there's just so much, there's so much to love about this game. And I just think <laughs> anybody who hasn't played this game needs to play it. <laughs> or at least try it's, the demo. Yeah, yeah. At least try it the demo. But the problem of course is uh, Persona 3 came out basically at the same time. So yes, more people are going to yes. care about that in the JRPG space. <laughs> and I, I mean, mean I've, Persona 3 is going to be a good game. I'm not going to be like, oh, what's better than the other? There's going to be two completely different experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's basically what you want. Do you want the good old animes? Uh, well, both of them are anime, but basically, yeah. do you want like, <laughs> do you want dragons or do you want uh, oh, summoning your Persona by shooting yourself in the head? <laughs> yeah, which one has the cooler factor? Yeah, I really like too. Like the uh, some of the story boss fights, you mm-hmm. it's similar to like Final Fantasy 16, where you were like as Bahamut, f- 
fighting these oh. giant creatures. <laughs> or sometimes, you know, you have to be your your character or the character that you choose in your party, and you still have to fight giant creatures. Like, you have to get on top of them and, like, fight their, like, weak cores. Ah, so basically go full-on God of War in a sense. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a lot of things that this game does, and it does it very, very well. And I'm very glad that it does this very well. And it just makes me wonder of just, like, how much, like, inspiration and stuff that they took from, like, the first, I don't know, draft that Platinum Games came up with in, like, 2018 when it was first announced. Uh... But it also makes me wonder if they also took a lot of that gameplay and then changed it to be more in line with the fighting game, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which they mm -hmm. have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising now, which has even more characters and stuff, but... Basically, this was supposed to be like alongside that, but um, Relink had a lot of development problems and Rising, not so much. <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> Apparently, right, right, Arc right. Systems is easier to work with than Platinum Games. Who would have thunk? <laughs> 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 so it's really cool to see that this game come out and it came out in such a good polished state. Though I will say the PC version does have some weird like optimization issues. Um, not necessarily like bad. It's just like sometimes you have to look to make sure that the settings that are on the game are in align with the settings that your computer can run. Because sometimes the auto detect doesn't detect very well. So you, you, even though your PC may say, oh, you can play this at ultra settings with all these things running. And then you get in the game and realize it's going really slow. It's because that auto detect was lying to you. <laughs> uh, your PC uh, cannot run this game at ultra settings with all the high settings turned on. <laughs> uh, I see, I see, I see. But that, that's really the only big issue that I found with the PC one so far. I've seen a lot of horror stories online, though, where the game don't even start for people. So I feel bad for that. So in case, like, I don't know if maybe the game just doesn't run well or if there's some weird thing that doesn't let you run it. There's been some, like, weird people talking about, like, well, not weird people, weird posts from people talking about how, like, they need to disable, like, certain BIOS to make the game run, which that sucks. Ah. Uh... Because that is generally not a good like go-to if a game doesn't work is turning off or turning down different BIOS. In case those people who are on PCs, BIOS help your PC run. You don't want to mess with those. So, I mean, I'm glad my PC doesn't have issues with it. The ROG Ally doesn't... The only issue I had with the ROG Ally is when it started immediately, and I think that's because I needed an update from the um, ROG Ally thing, the whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. The Armory, that's the what it's called. The Armory app. That uses that's used on the uh, raw ally. I just had to update that, then had to do the restart, and then it worked just fine. So, in case you have a raw ally and it's not running for you, that might be the issue. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I've lost myself to this game. It is fantastic, and uh, I always say play any character, try them out. If you like the way they play, have fun. There's counter characters, there's parry characters, there's speed characters, there's strengths characters, there's ranged characters, there's magic characters, there's summoning characters. There is a lot of different play styles and they accommodate a lot of different people and how they want to play the game <laughs> i mean with 20 characters dark will better be <laughs> yeah like i was just thinking like how you play this is this 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 it was just like 20 characters that should give you like five prototypes but like no there's all these characters play completely differently even uh, like even like the the two different parry characters parry in completely different ways and they do completely different things with their parries. One just absolutely just damages the opponent. One person jumps over the opponent with their parry. Mm -hmm. So it's just like there's a lot of differences in each of these play styles. And I think it's really cool in that regard because there's a lot of things you can kind of change. 
about the play style or you can also change how you who you want to play based on like the enemy that you're fighting like say you have a person with a shield you can change to the other pair of character that just flips over their head and then you can attack from the back mm. or maybe you want to go full-on destruction and you just want to try to do your best to get through the shield like there's a lot of ways to play this game and a lot of ways to go through enemies that will kind of accommodate your play style yeah or if you're like me with my parry i just feed the dang platypus <laughs> agent p <laughs> a platypus yeah. how are you the platypus that's right you didn't spend a finish and verb reference on any pta did you no i am here to surprise <laughs> Uh, but yes, please just go get this game. It it is fantastic and it deserves a play. Okay, wait, like like Broadway, off Broadway, like <laughs> Both. musical. Like, <laughs> uh... It deserves its own musical. It deserves its own Broadway place, and it deserves for you to play the game. Yeah. It's hit musical number. How I parry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd write that. All right. I'd listen. <laughs> Uh, all right, Will, how about you? And I, I expect the same level of enthusiasm as what we just got with Scott. Right? Oh, that, that, is your, that is your challenge, because you know what? I'm going to have enthusiasm for my title. <laughs> oh, geez, way to put up the bar up there. Uh, but, like, per personally for me, like, while I'm waiting for, obviously, Persona 3 Reload, there, thankfully, there has been another game that has been kept in my attention, which is indeed uh, Like a Dragon Infinite, well, for Yakuza 8. And oh boy, yeah, it is just very good to go come go back into the world uh, naturally, as well. I mean, coming off from um like a dragon, uh, the man who erased his name, and yeah, just go, playing as Ichiban, going back into the world of Yokohama as well. Actually, exploring Hawaii is like, yeah, like okay, I'm not gonna go to Hawaii anytime soon, so this is probably the next best thing. So yeah, yeah, you can go see the sights of Hawaii. And like obviously for me, I'm just basically uh distracted with the the, the side quest. And but personally, um naturally for me, I gotta go back to the mahjong tables, boy. Yes, <laughs> I gotta go back to mahjong. And it has helped me has paid off because like early on, I'm like I'm right now in chapter three right now, but uh, while I was like in chapter one, I've basically been grinding myself on mahjong and I, at the moment right now I have um let earning myself up to um i think uh i think it's like 15 million yen because i actually did the tournaments and yeah actually did the <laughs> royal matches so yeah I'm, i just gotta win those things and yes i did say safe scum i'm sorry I'm, I'm one of those people but but i managed going like get, get myself more than 10 million yen so i can actually buy anything i want right now early on in the game and also did a little bit of um like the shogi puzzle to help me get like one very good weapon for one of the character classes so majority of my time i have been playing mahjong but once i'm done finally done with said mahjong i've went again went to um with the story of chapter three went went to honolulu yeah went to hawaii went to honolulu i just recently met up with kiri-san and yeah just the nudes the new style with the RPGs, the real-time uh, turn-based uh, combat system. It's I, I get. I played the, the the demo from from the previous game, and yeah, just seeing actually finally play it full hand, the full version of it is just absolutely. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Like, sure, it may not be everyone's tea, just because like it can be a bit grindy, which it, that is all, uh, a fair criticism. It can be a bit grindy here and there, but I mean, they're trying to do it more like Dragon Quest. So, yes, can you blame yeah. them for making it more grindy? <laughs> that, yeah, that too, that too. 
but overall it's definitely quite experience so i and i just um just finished up with just before the podcast i have a uh, went to the the main uh safe spot of the of the bar and actually just recently met with Kason or k here in this game and yeah, Kason, I'm a big fan of yours, and just like yeah, for you to finally be in this game and Yakuza a dream come true for you. So I'm just happy for you, K or Kason. So yeah, now I'm just want to see see what what uh, Hawaii has to offer. So after after this podcast, I'll probably play a little bit more uh, before I head to sleep, and of course, naturally get ready for Persona 3 Reload by the time you're listening to this podcast. And yeah, just waiting for my shipment. Get just like settle down for the weekend because yeah. Finally, Persona 3 Real is finally here, and yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure I said this already in prior podcasts, but this game holds a very dear place in my heart ever since I played the original back when I was in high school. So, like, that was like <laughs> in 2005, I think, yeah, or so. And so, it's yeah, I cannot wait to just sink my teeth into to the reload and see what it has to offer. Of course, naturally cares like what they change, but what any quality differences and all that. So that I'm looking forward to. And just to round it out, uh, yes, uh, as well with the mobile games, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, we are actually in the middle of the, um, let's see, yeah, I know with the choose your, li- I think, uh, no, like choosing the, um, the, the voting gauntlet ca- uh, characters uh, for like who you want to choose uh, actually be be gifted for all players and right now there is a lot of green like with, um christmas edelgard and, and so and so forth <laughs> but yeah and uh yeah it, it's, it's pretty much that it's like and of course naturally the legendary banner which yeah a fire emblem heroes intelligence systems like i get it you're trying to like um use uh new game system uh, the new um mechanics all from your recent games but did you really have to go and put in the emblem characters like emblem marv into fire emblem of heroes now yes we are have emblem marv so how many all stuff marv have now in this game now i i lost count not as much as camilla <laughs> <laughs> so yeah now they're gonna like yeah have an emblem engage all that and now we have to deal with another system so yes well we, we will be getting the emblem heroes obviously and yes i i can't wait for people to get for like we be, I don't know, um, wailing to get Emblem uh, Ike. Obviously, I know you probably will, but if you have enough orbs, but yeah, like okay, intelligence doesn't we get it, and also, but but in brighter on happier side of things, happy seventh year anniversary to Fire Emblem Heroes. So yeah, we have seven years in Fire Emblem Heroes, man. Like wow, <laughs> that feels weird. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, remember Todd? Like when when it first came out, uh, T- Tyler was was complaining about it, but. <laughs> And yeah, everyone's like, like, how is this game going to survive? And yeah, it's been seven years since. So yeah, um, it's uh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. All right. So for what is this now? The third week in a row. My mm-hmm. my dominant thing has been ND redacted type. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not under NDA anymore. <laughs> I Embargo can... has been lifted. Yes. <laughs> And I've been playing it for the Nintendo Switch. No, I haven't. I wish. I wish. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I got the Steam version, which we, we, we got full on review code from Atlas 18 days ahead of time. That is a surprise. Just, that was such a surprise. It really was. And uh, it was perfect because I had already gotten all my work done for the beginning of the month. I, I didn't have anything too pressing. I had no Comic Con. So I could really just dedicate whole chunks of time to getting this done and as of right now uh i'm at 70.4 hours 
Uh, I admit I have not played it in the last few days because I had to, after I got done my review, my beginner's guide, my review is up now. My beginner's guide might be up today. It just depends on what Keith wants to do. But uh, I had to switch to playing Apollo Justice uh, uh, Trilogy, which I, I'm only like in the second case, so I'm not, I won't, I'll save that for next week. But it's it's fun so far. It always is. But uh, yes, I've been playing Persona 3 Reload. And uh, half a star out of five. Um, not enough Mitsuru. A <laughs> uh, kid. This, if you haven't read my review yet, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. This is an absolutely incredible remake. Everything, and I mean, I've seen like you know screenshots and small gameplay videos of the original uh, Persona 3 Portable, I believe it was, this version I saw, and I didn't get that version for the Switch because it was just like I was told not to. I was literally told not to by Will and others. It's just like if you want to get four or five, but just don't get three, especially then when we heard about the remake. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, some things don't age well, and that did not age well. But uh, this <laughs> one looks so beautiful. The character models, the voice acting is incredible. As Will was playing earlier, the music is great. Though I do wish there was more music variety. Um, mm -hmm. They play like the same songs like almost every time, and it's like it, it's Sad sadly that is definitely a fair criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, they added new gameplay elements. I was actually had to actually had to confer with Will just to make sure that I knew like what was new and what wasn't like the Thurgy gauge. That's an entirely new tactic. Completely changes the gameplay. And again, I've played Persona 5 Royal, um, which is obviously the best version, uh, or the best title. Yes, I still maintain that Persona 5 Royal is the best of the three, but uh, of the three, well, the, the three we care about. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but Persona 3's <clears throat> reload is incredible. Like it's, right now, it's number two. All right, so it's Persona 5 Royal, it's Persona 3 Reload, and then Persona 4 Golden. Um, and I'm completely fine with that. Uh, and I even gave a hot take in my uh, review that the C's group is the best of the three groups. By I, large, arguably so, arguably so. By yes. a large margin for me, because when I think about the Phantom Thieves, and the the four crew doesn't even have a name, do they? Like, uh, I see the... I think it's, it's just basically an investigation. Um, I think they're just the investigation team, yeah. That's a stupid name. I call them the TV <laughs> Trippers, and they're going to deal with it. So, yeah, but it literally goes C's, Phantom Thieves, TV Trippers. Um, and you might be thinking, well, what do you got against those other groups? Well, if I think about the Phantom Thieves and the TV Trippers, I can name multiple characters that I could literally just, like, write out of the group, and I don't think it would affect them. Um, like, in 5, I would get rid of uh, Yusuke. Um, that's his name, right? How dare you take you don't like Matt Mercer's character? <laughs> oh, Matt Mercer? Oh God, it's like his first character. Um, where are you going to live now? I'm I'm going to go live with Lady. I'm going to live with Anne. Obviously, no, you're not. I was like, oh, but I planned all around that. Like you, I hate that guy. He's so. Oh my God. Um, uh, Morgana, I could do without. Ironically enough, um, Coral Mara was the best. Obviously. Good, good, good. Yeah, okay, fair, fair, fair. Is yeah, best of the Cor Cormaru is best dog. Is best is best, best animal. Best boy. He's best boy. Best yes. Boy. He's best boy. Um, and obviously I could do without a prop. Well, who is the turncoat? A catchy. A catchy. Yeah, I definitely could do without a catchy. <laughs> um, and yes, I know he was part of the plot twist. Is like, yeah, it was obvious it, it, even before the plot twist was revealed. I'm like, oh, this guy's totally the traitor. Um, and then for four, obviously you can do without Teddy. Uh, I could do without um. I apologize for blanking on the names. Uh, who's the the thug? Who's not a thug? You don't like Kanji? Kanji? Ah, uh, just he, he he was a poor man's Ryuji, and Ryuji came later. 
<laughs> was. I, I remember saying that when I first played the game. And as much as I like parts of what Rise was, um, that sounded weird, but I meant that in terms of her storyline. Uh, they they wrote her like way too strong. Like like Starfire on steroids is what Rise is. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget where where they were like doing like a tutor. They were asking about a tutoring session, and uh, she asked your main character. To, to tutor her and, and then uh it was uh uh gods i'm so sorry i'm forgetting i'm blinking on the names because i haven't played the game in a while um i mean the, sure basically uh if i recall correctly who's the sporting the kicker uh chie chie thank you chie it's like no you, you, you can study with with uh, me and yukiko and she goes yeah but w isn't it better to be tutored by someone of the opposite sex i'm like who says that <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? But when I think about C's, I really can't think of anyone who detracts from the group. Like, at all. Like, everyone just has this, this symbiosis with one another and this energy that's great. Um, and and everyone plays a role, and I love that. And, and the, the dorm setting, I think, really helps them make, feel, make them feel like more of a family. Because you see them every day. In, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the, yeah. In the non-school yes, yes, yes. sense, whereas in four and five, it's like, oh, I see them on school. And then we had like these weird meeting places, and they you know, oh, let's let's go meet at you know Junus because every day is your day, Junus, <laughs> and everything. And it's like it's, that is every day is great at your Junus. <laughs> it's an annoying jingle, and we all should be ashamed for putting small businesses out of out of business. Um, but. Uh, you know, and like the Seeds group just has this bond that just feels a lot more natural to me than four and five did, and I noted that in my review. Um, so I just like them a lot more. Uh, as I also noted in my review, it was so hard picking a relationship because <laughs> all the ladies are great, <laughs> like legit. And I eventually chose Mitsuru. I won't say why, but there is one scene where uh, I gotta be very careful, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, there's this one scene where she just like bears her soul basically and i'm like okay how am i not supposed to like be with her after that <laughs> like come on and i was like, i think i know what you're talking yeah, about and i was already yeah. leaning to her because she's like she's actually really fun but i had i also liked yuko and yukari and uh, shishiro and it was just like oh this is so hard then that, that one scene happens and i'm like yeah i gotta go with nitsuru <laughs> <laughs> it's like well <laughs> i must so, but the gameplay is great. It's uh, if you, it plays just like you would expect with, from uh, P5R it, with uh, like the got the baton passed in with a shift. There's Thurgy, which again completely changes the game with how it handles special attacks. Um, uh, everything you would expect to be there is there, but but with quality of life improvements. I loved how they handled the cutscenes because they're a mix of anime style cutscenes and actually using the in-game models, mm -hmm, which yeah. wouldn't work because they don't do that in the other games. But it actually works incredibly well, especially with how they frame it. So that was a lot of fun. The story is great. I actually, thankfully, knew very little of the overall story uh, outside of parts with Mitsuru because of a death battle. And so I was naturally surprised by certain things. And I could obviously guess some certain other parts. But it's a lot of fun. I had very small gripes with it overall. Uh, one of them was because this was the original of the, let's call them the three good games. Um, not, not insulting two and one, but like no one wants to talk about that. So there you go. <laughs> um, there were some small things. I mentioned the music. They uh, they love to repeat the music over and over and over again. Like the school has one theme 
Like in one part of the game, it's one theme, and then eventually you get to like after a break for half a year, half a yeah, year, for half a year. Then there's another thing, and don't get me wrong, that there's they're catchy songs, and like they, a lot of them got stuck in my head, but including the one that Will played earlier. But you know, after a while, it's like you know, I I kind of want more, I kind of want more, and they, the, they, you know, they could have done it, but they just didn't. Yeah, like I I was hoping like yeah, Sega and Atlas would just basically like can we switch from from re the reload reload version to the original game? I mean, come on, could they, they easily could have done that, but no. Yeah, and then uh, there were I don't uh, the the grinding in the game is it's not the worst i've seen like i think four is worse four is worse when it comes to you know like having to just yeah yeah four is pretty bad pretty because bad. of how it how because of how it's handled tartarus is much tartarus is basically mementos it's just yep. going up and it's the down. first mementos basically it's the first mementos exactly and uh and I, and I don't mind how they handle tartarus much like mementos is fine and i and i dig it and there's like there's boundary layers and everything at four with the tv worlds you know that was okay but it just didn't feel as needed versus tartars where you know it actually feels like you're, you're doing certain things at any certain time but you still have to go like tw sometimes twice or three times a month just to get to the fair enough levels and you know you don't because you don't want to be under level during boss fights and all that especially with some of the trickier foes that you get later on and that was annoying uh let's see what my other problems uh, oh, uh, because of this being, again, the original game, how they handle social links is a little bit differently. So if you want to get with Fuka or Yukari or Mitsuru, you have to max out your stats, which I know is also partially a problem in 4, which I had to learn the hard way. Um, but this one's, like, really annoying because <laughs> it's, like, you can talk to them really, really early if you were lucky, but I'm just tr I was just trying to do, like, a balance, you know, get them all to 2, get them all to 3, get them all to 4, get them all to 5 and 6. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, you have to be maxed out just to talk to them. Like, well, that's annoying. <laughs> and so, with because of that, if you like me were, you know, in kind of smitten with other characters like Yuko, then you have to basically delay their social link finishes so you can go see the other characters just to see if you want to be with them. It's very imbalanced. And because of that, I didn't get to max out all my social links, despite honestly doing not too bad with guessing the correct answers and then safe scrumming later on to ensure that I got the good answers. <laughs> uh, I regret nothing. But uh, the world is also very much alive. It, it feels grand. Um, I, I would say I liked it more. I'd say it's more like Five's World than Four, which is, you know, good for me. But... Like, I don't hate 4, but it's just you can see some of the flaws compared to 5 and now the 3 remake. Um, everything is just, it has its own flair. That's that was an important thing I noted in my review is that it it takes ideas from 5, but it does it just like copy-paste. Like the the UI menus are all different. The the themes of water and fire, but with like a blue tint is, you know, very prevalent. It's a lot of fun. Um Everything just works. It's again, it's very, very minor things that hold this game back. And even I even saw that with some of the other critic reviews. It's like it's almost too faithful at times to the original, instead of sometimes changing the things that you can see why they might want them changed. And I highly recommend this game. It was a real pleasure getting to review this and getting it out on the review embargo. And sadly, they didn't put us in the various lists that we often see online like oh here's like all the people who have reviewed them like no here's mine i reviewed the game too <laughs> the accolades yeah I told, I totally because like I, I see like reviews and majority wise they want like people like they want reviews that actually give like a, 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 a more or less a perfect score unless they check some for some people you know so mm. 
Yeah, so uh, please check out my review, and then whether it be on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I kind of got to talk to Keith about this. I have written a beginner's guide to uh, enjoying the game and making the most of it. I have some what I feel are very unique thoughts on how to handle things, like what you should do with Orpheus, your original persona, when you get into the game. And a lot mm, of those... Benchim? No. <laughs> I beg your pardon? I said Benchim? No. <laughs> no. No, actually, no. He's incredibly useful. I used him as my Swiss Army knife. Mm -hmm. I literally gave him all the elemental skills early on because you don't get that many personas. And so he was my Swiss Army knife, so I always had ways of doing damage to somebody. Plus, as well, Apsaras, like, yeah, that healing support spell is by all means a very good TRG. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got, yeah, I had, I, I, I gave what I felt were uh, very good ideas, and Scott can mock me all he wants, but uh, he'll be checking it out because he knows. Uh, I'll be checking it out, yeah. Yeah. I also, no joke, I actually convinced someone on our site to get the game based on my review, which, which is really nice. <laughs> you know, it, it shows I'm actually doing something. You know, because you sometimes wonder, like, are people actually reading my review? And now I know someone is. It's nice. <laughs> so, but I really did enjoy this game. The only reason I haven't finished yet, I'm literally like two weeks away from the finale. I really am. Um, but I had to, I had to stop so I could get to Apollo Justice Trilogy, which is a, a series that means a lot to me. But for if you're a new player or a veteran like Will, you will like this game. It it holds your hand where it needs to, but it's also incredibly challenging when you. Uh, needed to be. You can alter the difficulty at any time. I didn't need to because I was having challenges while also not being overwhelmed. Um, the only times I really lost was when I got cocky and thought, "Oh, this isn't going to happen," and then I totally died. And I lost like <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes of progress. Sometimes it hurt. I'm like, "Ooh, I was fuming." But uh, really fun game. Love the characters. Love the story. Visuals are incredible. It ran near flawlessly on my uh, account. There were some minor visual glitches uh, and i saw it across other gameplay footages as well including weird lip syncing issues which is not something i expected from this game but you know it's again minor minor flaws hold it back from being like p5r perfection but uh you're, you're gonna like this game uh I, I i would pretty much guarantee it so buy it over the other game that's coming on February 2nd uh, <laughs> and we're not talking about grand boo fan uh, grand boo relink yeah no i'm talking about suicide squad um <laughs> Also, I want to hit—I forgot to mention—I want to hit Scott for something he said on the Discord about you know, kissing a certain person for a positive thing he said. I'm like, don't give him any props, dude. You should know better by now. Uh, you know what she said. All right, and with that note, uh, again, please play P5R when it comes out, or probably P3R. That's—that's that's weird. They should have fixed that. There should be it's P4G, P5R, and there should be P3 something else. Um, okay, P4R is going to be next. <laughs> yeah, well, Regold. <laughs> RG. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that, we are going to go to the news because it's been a lighter week, but we do have some interesting things to talk about. So it's time to go down the war pipe. And first, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the next Splatfest has been announced. And guess what? It's about the weekend. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So the next Splatfest, which will happen on the 16th through the 18th, will be which day of the weekend do you like the most? Do you like Friday? Do you like Saturday? Or do you like Sunday? 
why choose? <laughs> I mean, this is definitely one of the other random topics that Splatoon has thrown out there. I mean, yes, we had the whole, do you like the toilet paper above or below the row? Or, or like, yeah, <laughs> all the other different topics. Like, do you want ugly sweater, sweaters or ugly socks? Like, <laughs> I mean, this is like an could is one of those niche kind of questions like oh everybody likes friday sure i mean thank there's a thing called thank god it's friday tgis and even a, a restaurant chain but people want saturday and like look it really is coming down to either friday or saturday sunday nobody likes i mean sure hey it's, it's, <laughs> i mean <laughs> sunday yourself, is basically dude. a worship day and all that fine but after that boom you gotta go to gotta go work work tomorrow like it really is in my opinion it really is comes down to fall to friday or saturday Okay, let me explain why, you know, Will's wrong. Um, each day is special. Each one of them. Friday is the day that you, you long for because it's the end of the work week. And even though the weekend only technically starts on Friday night, Friday night's when things happen, okay? Like, get-togethers usually happen on Friday night. Good television always happens on Friday night because it wants to get you into the weekend mood. Um and then you just you're just you're chilling. You can finally just like unwind. You can just let go and let the weekend come. Saturday is the fun day. Saturday is like the day where like okay, what am I going to do to you know take my mind off everything? Whether it's playing video games or writing or reading or watching a movie or hanging out with friends and fam. You know, Saturday is that day. Then Sunday is you know your day of rest relaxation and football gosh dang it no oh, no <laughs> that's why that's why will was like oh no one likes sunday you know a lot of people like sunday will because it's nfl and the, in fact the playoff games have been on sunday you dig that the super bowl is on a week from sunday you dig that and there's other sports events obviously happen on friday and saturday and sunday so there's always something to do on sunday and it's and, and in fact you almost cling to sunday Sunday's the day that you cling to because you're like, oh, no, tomorrow's Monday. I hate Mondays, dog, or Garfield. And nobody? Garfield? <laughs> yes, we get Garfield, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott, for laughing. Um, but, you know, you cling to Sunday, so you try and get, like, everything you can done and be happy about so that when Monday comes, you can say, at least I had a good weekend. So all three days are special to, you know, not heathens, well, how dare you not mention football? Come on, man. <laughs> Sports, what's that? <laughs> it's the stuff you play in video games. <laughs> you so. like Madden, I guess. No. <laughs> oh, you one of those two K people? Uh. Yeah. What's better than the FIFA people? Just look at just look at EA. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, hey, over seventy percent of our profits came from live service games. Yeah, because you have FIFA. Duh. <laughs> so, I uh, I don't know what I'll pick yet um gods and then of course for uh for us comic-con folk friday through sunday are all special days once a comic-con day because it's you know i mean yeah yeah i mean if you convention days are generally hold on the weekends for the most part so yeah, yeah like that but that's basically gen for all four three days if if they allow yeah yeah and it like it's again back to the topic it's just it feels like this question is like really up to your preference i mean personally for me i would love to like have fry to finally get a win but who knows who knows and i and just for um ref, uh for record as well that this Splatfest is going to be regional because this is only going to be applied in the west of here in the us as well as the uk while japan has their own personal Splatfest, which is what kind of filling do you prefer? Red bean paste, uh, cream, 
or yeah, or custard, or is it yeah? I think it was, yeah. The no, second no, one is custard, and the third one is cream. So or basically, uh, mochi, uh, cream puffs, or cake. And uh, yeah, I kind of preferred that Japan, that Japanese topic more better than what we have here. <laughs> like at least that one has a bit more argument's sake. And plus, of course, naturally there is the if anything else, um, white ink theory. Yes, people <laughs> like the cream. White ink theory. Yeah, so I don't know. This like this is just weird. We were wondering, like, hey, what are they gonna do uh, for the Splatfest? No one had this one. <laughs> this is not on our bingo cards, as they say. So nope. yeah. Now the good news is you got to wait for it weekends, ah, uh-huh, to ponder these deep, deep questions, and then we will have our silent uh, splat session in two weeks to talk about which side we are picking. And I have a feeling we will not all agree on this one, but we shall see. We shall see. All right, next up, and something that you all will see if you're going to GDC, ah ha ha, there's going to be special developer sessions at GDC for Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, specifically, the Zelda one is going to be about uh, like how they came up with the the new ideas for the world, the physics using the Ultra Hand and Fuse, and just the general of how they you know evolved it from Breath of the Wild into what we got, which was a true game of the year. No, it wasn't. Carlac Baldur's Gate three. Again, if they had a, a Carlac in Zelda, it would have been game of the year. I mean, this is this is known. This is a canon event. So. I miss Carlac. I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't goes back to the Baldur's Gate 3. Huh? You want to go back to the cave. I've, I've had, I, and I go, but didn't you see another, you know, red woman? Yes, Mitra's great, but she's the ice queen. I need my fire woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure once mods come out. No, so, <laughs> so. You get Carlac in Persona 3 too. Ah. Oh, gods, what would her, her, what would her persona be? I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about this. Um, <laughs> You know, I know that she would want to go to your room. <laughs> so, uh, but and then the, the wonder uh, session will be about the music of the game, as mm. well as how the past Mario titles have influenced wonder and potentially set the future for what the next games will be, which will obviously be on the Switch successor after, of course, the ones that all the ports and remakes that are coming out this year arrive. So, yeah, but uh the GDC is in March, so if you are going, that'll, that'll be something you should definitely uh, check out because it should be fun. I would love to go to GDC just to hear these sessions and just to you know hear from the developers because I think that's something that's a bit underappreciated these days. You know, like hearing directly from the crew about you know what they put into this title. That's why I love the Sakurai videos so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. You know, just hearing his views on everything and which we will get to because he had a good one recently and. Uh, so yeah, if you go to GDC, definitely check out these sessions and enjoy them. All right, the next up we have a twofer on the Nintendo Switch successor. Yes, we're still talking. Oh, yeah, I know. Now one of them is not so much a rumor, but like an expectation based on certain financial data that was found, and that's that uh, for the first part of the fiscal year or whatever, the Nintendo Switch successor is going to be have at least 10 million units. Uh, built so they're trying to you know ensure that they don't have the nintendo switch problem of hey we're sold out everywhere (laughs) (laughs) what a concept and if you recall the switch i believe sold 20 million in its first year so that it's good it's going to be a challenge to meet that but you never know you never know 
And that brings us to the other thing, which is analysts, you know, quote unquote, with heavy, heavily dramatic wording, <laughs> analysts <laughs> are claiming that based on their estimates that the Nintendo Switch successor will not sell what the Nintendo Switch did without serious technological advancement. Ha. Aha. So uh, do we need to remind these analysts that uh, y'all didn't think that the Switch was going to be successful? That none of you predicted that it would sell 130, 140 million units? That it wouldn't have some of the best video games of the generation? That it wouldn't break all sorts of records over the course of seven years despite having both a Sony and an Xbox console coming out after it? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember you all saying that. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, it... I mean, okay, fine. You have the experience, like, okay, this is my guess. I mean, in the end, these analysts is just analysts. predictors of anything else. Like, sure, like people want want the tech, they want advancement, as they said. Like, okay, it's kind of the unless they I don't know put on par with like the PS4 and all that. Like, yeah, don't expect anything to get high numbers. So they say. But it's like you said, Todd. Like many of us, like many critics, basically said like rolled off the switch just because like yeah after the failure of the wii u nobody was like really putting any high hopes on switch and mm -hmm. lo and behold it is definitely one of the best selling systems of all time yeah so switch 2 like again whatever whatever name is going to be the switch like obviously just wait for it to come out and like we'll see how it goes like obviously the naming is going to be a factor the game is going to be a factor hardware obviously a factor it's just like just wait for it to come out. Just wait. Let let them present what they cooked, and then yeah, then then you can say put your predictions out there. Because at the moment, right now, at this time moment, it's a little bit too early to to put in put in the predictions at the moment. Yeah. Now, objectively, objectively, I can understand why they would say this to a certain extent, because one of the things that obviously benefited. Uh, the Switch in its opening year was the numerous amount of first-party and even third-party titles that helped move things, like with Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Splatoon, ARMS, uh, Rapids, you know, all, all these titles that helped, uh, Mario Kart, that helped say, like, oh yeah, this, this console's got games and it's got more coming, we should totally invest in this. And as we've talked about, I believe, earlier in our Nintendo Draft, um, it needs to have big games at launch and near launch so that people will go, oh yeah, this this is what I have to look forward to this year. Let's totally let's totally do that, and that's fair. But to say like, oh yeah, it's not going to sell as much as the Switch. You don't know. <laughs> we don't know price range, release date, uh, titles that are coming out within the first year or so, first party involvement, third party involvement. All we have are rumors. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. don't assume that you know anything when you really don't. And, you know, because, again, you're predict many, as Scott noted before the podcast, you know, some people thought this thing was going to be DOA, that the Switch is going to be DOA, and that, you know, no one want to do it after the Wii U. Well, that was wrong. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. So. <sighs> don't, be, don't, don't be a hater. But yeah, analysts don't necessarily know the market. They just basically see the market as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't don't be following trends. You, like, <laughs> especially, I mean, not to go uh, spot on the, our, our um uh, competitor, but again, Sony just recently got off 
from their state of play uh, this yesterday at time recording and yeah uh just a reminder of our game of, of something called uh hideo kojima's death stranding 2 <laughs> and yeah like oh people want to do like oh like don't want original ideas um look at hideo kojima and that thing is blowing everybody's mind right now <laughs> yeah so yeah don't don't be a hater and and for love of all totally, you analysts have better not have been paid off by Phil Spencer. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him, Mr. Oh, yeah, it's it's inevitable that we're going to buy Nintendo. Really? Sure about that? Yeah, and how are those layoffs going, Spencer? We'll count those two <laughs> insults in one, which means we are at 10 insults for Phil Spencer this year. <laughs> Maybe 11. I might have lost count, but I can't remember how many I did last week. So let's just say 10 being safe and we'll go from there all right next up we have uh oh yeah if you recall last week's episode we talked about the mysterious or uh nintendo uh, super nintendo world announcement or sorry video that uh featured aga onuma we have a follow-up on it we can confirm it's aga onuma why can we confirm that because he quoted the picture of him with miyamoto and goes you found me <laughs> <laughs> this is real look it up um but yeah it was he was there but the real announcement is that uh universal studios orlando announced in a video that they are uh basically reconstructing their park in uh, orlando to be called like epic world or something like that and one of the parks that will be part of their five-part uh plan is super nintendo world and they announced that it will launch in 2025 so uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed. I thought for sure it would come out this year, especially with you know just certain things lining up. But if they need the extra time to work around the park, that's good. And then they actually showed concept art for how it will look in Orlando, and they showed an overview of the park and where it is on the map has plenty of room for all the expansions, whether it be Donkey Kong or, as we talked about last week, potentially Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, Ag did not confirm that he was there for Zelda stuff, but he was <laughs> he confirmed that he was there. <laughs> Furby was there. That's all that matters. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. All right. Uh, like I said, it's been a light news week, so you take what you can get. Um, speaking of which, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. I got a new overview trailer today. So if you have not gotten a, a decent look at what this game is, go and check that out. But the bigger announcement is that they have launched a demo for you to try the game out for yourself. So if you're still on the fence about whether you should get this Mario remake... Go try out the demo. The game comes out on February 16th, so you have plenty of time to play it and then decide whether you want to get it or not. But based on everything we're seeing, plus the announcement of how much they're adding to it, this, not unlike Persona 3 Reload, is a worthy remake of your time. I can guarantee you, though, that it uh, probably will be shorter than Persona 3 Reload. <laughs> yeah, there's no social link between Mario and DK. Let's put it to you that way. <laughs> Unless the social link is, you know, uh, Mario linking Donkey Kong with barrels and other crap that it throws at him. <laughs> Which they do show in the video, by the way. Uh, next up is arguably one of the most important videos of the week. It's from Sakurai. <laughs> and he talked about game trailers and about what they should show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Sakurai, gameplay footage is much more important than movie footage. Oh my gosh. A scandalous statement. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh. 
Yeah, and he gave examples, and he talked about why, and, and honestly, I totally agree with this, that you need to show the actual gameplay so that people actually know what your game is like, which, not so ironically, was one of the problems with the Suicide Squad game when it was announced, because all they did was show the cinematic trailer, and everyone's like, oh, this is going to play like Arkham. No. 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 <laughs> Now, I don't I don't actually know if the game's gonna be bad. I've heard like mixed reviews already, but um the point is like they all made people think like, oh yeah, this is in the Arkhamverse, so it's gonna play like Arkham. Except it's not. Or like Final Fantasy sixteen, oh it's gonna be the darkest Final Fantasy game yet, but it's gonna be turn based, right? No, it's not gonna be turn based, it's gonna be action RPG based, which was obviously a big shift for the franchise. And so on and so forth. So if you only show the gameplay footage, or sorry, the movie footage and the CGI stuff and long character intros, you're not gonna like actually give people insight on what the game is about yeah i actually really like when we get gameplay not just the gameplay but i also like it when games also show the huds during their trailers mm, 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 i notice like especially like when you look at like the old saints rose trailer you know that how much they do like what's known as like a vertical slice because they don't show you the hud they just do like very contained controlled demonstrations of gameplay and mm. it's not actually going to be indicated of how gameplay runs Right, right, right. And, and like so another... that's just a personal nitpick for me. <laughs> mm -mm, yeah, and like another comparison I probably could, could say is like when um we first uh, uh introduced it on The Last of Us, like mm -hmm. many people was like wondering how that would play with the first trailer, but then afterwards we saw the gameplay and like seamless like from cinematics to um the gameplay with like minimal of the HUD as you as you said, uh, Scott. And yeah, just I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with Sakurai. So it's like again, gameplay is definitely the key factor if you want to sell your games. And like, look, story story and cinematics is fine. Like, but it takes real skill to like if you want to like put emphasis on cinematics uh, over gameplay. And look, I, people want to play games. I mean, if you want a cinematic version, yes, I would watch a watch a movie or play a Hideo Kojima game. That's just yeah. like thirty minutes long per cutscene. <laughs> But, but I built your solid four, which has an actual hour-long cutscene. <laughs> yes. So if I want to watch a movie, I'll just go Hideo Kojima. But in the end, like players want to play video games. Like story-wise, sure, that's secondary. If you want to get a story, story and all that, fine. Or make a movie out of it, make a cinematic experience, fine. But that overall, in the end, we'll be playing, we'll be interacting with it, not simply just watching it. So yeah, I'm, I'm I am agreeing with Sakurai. Just like, please give us gameplay. And I would have stopped this topic right here. Except, now, a few hours after I watched this video, uh, I went online and I saw a tweet with Sakurai saying that gameplay footage is more important than video footage, followed by the sideways eye meme of that puppet dude with, <laughs> game, with game trailer, or sorry, video game awards yeah. under it. Yeah, and I'm like, and it was like, you know, side-eyed. I'm like, yeah, you're dang right, Joff Keeley. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I did make that tweet uh, calling out Joff Keeley. And not only did he not respond, but uh, after that tweet, I there were more layoffs from multiple companies. Yep. So my prediction has not only just come true, it's going to get worse. Yep. And I'm going to be counting down the the what we like now less than 11 months until the game awards, and yeah. So if, <sighs> if if all you show are CGI story trailers that don't even have a hint of gameplay, Keely, and you keep saying it's a it's you know a, been a great year for gaming, 
not only have you, you know, annoyed Sakurai, you're still a monster. <laughs> and yeah, as I said, like we and we just got off the first month. It was only January week. We had all, all these layoffs. Like, geez, I wonder how February's gonna handle this time around. Mm. Yeah, it's almost confirmed that we're gonna have more layoffs this year than last year, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember, just for, if you didn't see our story last week, ten thousand jobs were lost last year in twenty twenty three. Now, well over 5,500 have been lost in just the first month of 2024. Yep. Including big ones from Microsoft, Phil, moron. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. So, we'll 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 see how things go from here. But uh, yeah. Hopefully things change, and hopefully these video game developers look at Sakurai's tweet and go, "Look at the wisdom of this man." <laughs> or know, yeah, yeah. Or how about I don't know, Game Industry? How about you pull in water? Yes, pull a bloody water, <laughs> dang it. And, and I just think, wait a minute, Todd, isn't there a bunch of CG elements in like the Smash Brothers reveal trailers? Yeah, but that's literally the beginning and the end of the trailer with a nice middle chunk showing off their fighting styles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doesn't yep. matter. Doesn't matter if it's Little Mac. Sora, Bayonetta, whoever, you look at the trailers and they show the CGI to let you know who the character is, and then they go into the gameplay, like Mega Man. Mega Man is an excellent example of that. You know, they show Mega Man showing up, he goes into the game, gets his butt whipped, back to the CG, shows him using the various system, and all of a sudden he's busting out all of his moves. And it blew people's minds, like, he has that many moves? Yes, he did! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... He he knows how to he knows how to balance it. Unlike you all, <laughs> unlike you all, you know who you are. And that, and let's not forget as well. Like uh, when they first introduced the cloud for Smash Brothers, that thing was only gameplay. There was no CG trailer to accompany him during the time period. Yeah, you know what? I really felt that. And I know this is like hindsight and everything. I feel they missed an opportunity. Mm. They missed an opportunity to do like a Link Cloud showdown. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's like that's the classic matchup with, you know, Link versus Cloud, which is why Death Battle did it twice. I mean, it was kind of strange. Yeah, they could, they could have done that, but instead they choose Cloud and uh, Ike. If you remember the trailer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, they did so they did something special for some of the other characters, and then Cloud is just like, yeah, I'm here, guys. And <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm, like, waiting for him and Link to show down. It's like, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. <laughs> <sighs> All right, and finally, one last uh, Switch rumor. It's about Metroid Prime 4. Really? Yeah, there's a video going around saying that, you know, Nintendo is either really close to announcing it again or <laughs> uh, they're like really close to being done with the game or something like that. And I know that I think we talked about this a few weeks ago with a different rumor, but she's like, can we please just have this game announced? Like, like I get it. It's been like, I think it was five years since they uh, announced that they uh, rebooted the uh, development since then, if I recall correctly. And yeah, like pe people wanting, like are thirsting, dying to get any news of Metro Prime 4 ever since that first teaser trailer. And uh, like, okay, yes, like, okay, it's gonna be coming. Okay, it's almost done. Okay, fine. Uh, Retro Studios is hiring people for Metro Prime 4. Okay, fine. It's like, Okay, we get it. You're thirsty. You're you're dying. We need something to live for Metro Prime 4. You need something to keep going on. Like, they will show it when it's ready. Yeah. It's like, look, I want the game because, I mean, I want to... I, I enjoy the Prime Trilogy, 
Um, ironically, I didn't beat a single one of them, though. <laughs> I kept getting stuck for one reason or another, and I, I want to play it again. I want to I play this new one and see what it's like, especially after all this time. And, uh, you know, I want it, but I'm not going to rush them. And if it's not ready, then... Okay. But it's not ready. <laughs> we don't want to pop it out of the oven too early. Yeah, we don't want it in a scarlet and violet situation. Please. Yeah. Let them cook. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Let them cook. So. Oh, boy. All right. With that, we are heading into our main event. And we're going to straight up talk about the potential Nintendo Direct. Because, yes, it has not been announced at the time of this recording. Though that just could just mean we're going to get it tomorrow for all we know. Who knows? <laughs> we're um, going to get it in like three hours. No? <laughs> we're going to get like three hours. How dare? Um, but seriously, though, there uh, uh, hasn't been announced yet. But it more than likely is either going to come next week or the week after that. And as such, with all the rumors flying around, like, you know, Metroid, or if you recall last week with Donkey Kong and Fire Emblem potentially getting announced, um, we're going to discuss what we feel could happen in the next Nintendo Direct, or, or at the very least, our hopes. So let's break this down in another session of the NAP Secret Society. Alright, so I call this meeting of the Society to Order. Now, it's really, as we've noted multiple times in this month, which is, you know, or this year, which is already over a month old, which is so wrong that it's already February, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it, it's like, how? How? But it's hard to predict this year because, again, so far, all we have are Mario titles. We have Mario vs. Donkey Kong, we have Prince Peach Showtime, Mario, uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, and Paper Mario 1000 Year Door Remaster slash Remake, whatever. Um, no big, no third-party exclusives so far. We didn't get Persona 3 Reload, sadly. Um, curse you, Atlas. Uh, no, don't curse you, Atlas. Thank you for giving me the review code. I really enjoyed it. But, you know, it's, it's a case where it's really hard to know what to predict because you don't know, A what Nintendo has been working on, B, what they're actually willing to release this year, and C, what they might actually save for the Switch successor, which is what they did with Breath of the Wild, technically. Uh, even though, yes, they did, uh, you know, a split that between the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch, which was their choice, obviously. But I'll start with you, Will. What's one thing you truly feel might happen with a... Uh, with the Nintendo Direct, like, what's one game you really feel could get released? Or announced, sorry. I feel, there's def, I, I don't know, like, I know we just talked about recently, I think in the prior podcast, like, uh, one possible title uh, of such, like, an old franchise. I'm, I'm trying to go back to my memory right now, but, like, if anything else, like, one, obviously, they will be talking, maybe show a bit more of Thousand Year Door Remake, but, a game that they probably likely announce here in the, in the show. Mm. Part of me kind of wants, I don't know, like maybe like we're going to the to the new Mario game probably in in summer. But 
not not summer or in fall, but I think that probably it will be re- reserved for the, the um, summer uh, the direct, if anything else. But anything want to introduce at this point moment right now? Mm, uh, what just has they not touched upon yet? I mean, I feel like Donkey Kong is definitely a likely uh, candidate, if anything else, because it has been so long since we haven't since from tropical, like you've been saying, so long since tropical freeze. So surely they have something about Donkey Kong, right? So. I mean, Donkey Kong, I, I feel, is probably likely, but that is really a, is a coin flip than anything else. Um, another series that I kind of want want them to, to like, release, like, frankly, I'm just kind of, like, I'm really open to any any licenses they'll be showing, showing off. Like, it decided to, like, I don't know, um, as I said, like, talk about our castle, like, if they wanted to reserve an old IP, or, like, as I said, like, what you've been wanting many times before, the, the next uh, Fire Emblem uh, game of, uh, of yeah, Geology and the Holy War, like, sure, why not? Or, heck, even announce another, like, if they decide to go and bring off um, a Path of Radiance of some sort, like, bring back the GameCube era games to this direct. That, that seems to be a likely case because now we have come from the Nintendo City 4 Switch Online service. We come from the yeah, Super Nintendo's Nintendo Switch Nintendo City 4. Why not? It's, it's almost time. It feels like it is. We're just priming up for um, GameCube releases on Nintendo Switch Online. So that that's one thing I feel like. But going back to your question, yeah, I feel like either Donkey Kong or. Um, the Fire Emblem seems to be very likely because they they they've more or less taken notice that Fire Emblem is here to stay and people love Fire Emblem, so that that seems to be the safe bet if anything else. Yeah, yeah. Scott, how about you? I think <clears throat> one that is likely. I don't know if it's going to be case would be Metroid Prime Remastered Two. Yeah, which is something <laughs> we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But in terms of what I'd want is I would I do want to see an, like at least a Fire Emblem remake coming in the horizon of one of the older games, whether it be Blazing Blade or Path of Radiance, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I want a lot of those things too. I want. I definitely want a new Donkey Kong game. Like we are so overdue for that. It's really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's really weird that after what happened with you know the success of uh, Tropical Freeze on the the Switch, which again it did okay on Wii U, but it did so much better in on this on the Switch, and we haven't gotten anything. Like remember, for a long time, Retro wasn't working on anything, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, they're working on. You know, uh, Metroid Prime Four. Like, what were they doing in the meantime? (laughs) There was allegedly a canceled project or something, and I I don't know, but we need a new. We definitely need a new uh, uh, Donkey Kong title, and then Fire Emblem. I mean, gosh, that's yes, that is absolutely. absolutely my wish because i want genealogy of the holy war i want you know, <laughs> uh binding blade or thracia 776 and like people want this like especially with what's going on with you know fire emblem heroes and how many ways they've done things like uh uh the, like the very sigurd models or a deidre and sella mm-hmm. and 
all the leaf and whatnot. Like they have whole banners dedicated to Thracia seven seven six and genealogy of the Holy War. And even though those games have not been released in America, so you know it's absolutely time. Uh, outside of that, it's really hard because what it really boils down to is what are they willing to put on the Switch in its last days versus the Switch successor in its first days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if we go off of like Scott's prediction for the draft, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to come out in November or December. Like, okay. But that's still, you know, we have Peach in, Peach in March, Mario versus Donkey Kong in February. Let's just say May for Luigi's Mansion 2 and then July for Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That's still a couple months where you can have some big titles to, you know, get those last Switch sales before you have to ahem, switch over. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Um, so, you know, it's there are options, and yet the question is, will they take these options? And I don't know, and that's not annoying, but right now Nintendo is being annoying because A, they're not telling us when to expect the Switch successor so we can at least plan around things, and B, the games we have gotten are uh, two two remasters, one remake, and one new title. And, yeah. you know, like right now, I have played multiple games this year, and the only reason I I'm got one of them on Switch is because that's it's cap it's Apollo Justice, which is you know was born on the Nintendo platforms, the DS, and so it naturally got a port. But it's not an exclusive, and I played P3R on on my Steam account. So right now there isn't a Nintendo game I'm going to buy until Thousand Year Door Remake Remaster comes out, and that's pretty bad when last year i could literally say like okay i'm gonna get fire and woman gauge and i'm gonna get octopath traveler i'm gonna get advanced wars and zelda's and then zelda's in may and then this in june you know i don't have that right now and i want that so you know hopefully looking a little too dry for nintendo it's yeah yeah, dry. yeah. <laughs> yes it's like we're heading to another nintendo drought like you know we're just <laughs> waiting for something to yeah just what whatever nintendo wants to bring in like I just wonder, like Nintendo always has been, has definitely had those years. Like, okay, it's very slow drip feed, like actually giving us what the player people want, and like, okay, it's only until like we head into summer months that okay, now it starts to flood. Like, it, it seems we kind of go into the pattern in similar rates. So we'll have to. uh and I just think, like, wow, this isn't exactly a deepest conversation. We don't know what to predict. Mm. That's, that's just the truth. We don't know what to predict. And with Nintendo being so secretive, even beyond their standards, and it, it could be, as bad as it sounds, that they could just play it safe this year, release all these Mario titles, and maybe, like, one new title like Donkey Kong, or maybe for Lucky a Fire Emblem remake and go you know hey there you go that's that's all you need for the switch's final year that could be it that's definitely a possibility unfortunately yeah. Yeah, it it could be we just we don't know so we'll have to you know take it as it comes you know yeah i mean if like if this one thing i'm pretty 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 sure pretty sure about nintendo directs like one you got to show at least one farming game <laughs> I don't know. That's always been the running gag of many pr presentations. Like you gotta have that at least that one farming game. And yeah, the Tunnel Directs have been very common with farming games. I'm sorry. Harvestella DLC, baby. <laughs> oh man. 
So hopefully, hopefully we'll get an answer in this Nintendo Direct, whether it be next week or the week after, or maybe the week after. Who knows? I mean, when's Pokemon Day? When is that? Oh, jeez. When is, that is the Pokemon Day? Uh, is, I is, don't recall. Isn't the 20th? Oh, I'll look that up. But, uh, 27th. It, 27th. Okay, so I would say okay, the 27th is a Tuesday. So I think it's fair to say maybe anywhere from... Okay, next Tuesday is the state of play. So the Final Fantasy state of play, so they won't do it then. Nah. So anytime between the 7th and the 27th, I think it's fair game for the Nintendo Direct. But yep. yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. And of course, if you have thoughts on what you think could be in the Nintendo Direct, let us know. All right? And with that, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo RTM po Podcast. Again, let us know what your thoughts are on the upcoming Nintendo Direct that we all think we're going to get. Again, not confirmed, but it's more than likely. All right, let's just be honest here. And <laughs> what, what you hope for, what you wish for, what you think we actually could get. Um, do you think Metroid Prime 4 will make an appearance? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, will you be trying out the Mario vs. Donkey Kong demo? What do you think about the analysis? And their thoughts on the Nintendo Switch successor. And do you already have an idea what you're going to pick for the weekend Splatfest? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Child, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.